Welcome. You are listening to Central Synagogue's podcast, featuring sermons, lectures, and conversations from Manhattan's historic Central Synagogue. I'm Rabbi Angela Bookdahl. Each week, we invite you to listen to messages of strength and hope given by our clergy on Shabbat or Jewish holidays. You can also listen to audio recordings of other programs and lectures given at Central by subscribing to this podcast on the platform of your choice. If you'd like to watch our live stream services or learn more about our congregation, I invite you to visit us at centralsynagogue.org. We hope you enjoy this week's sermon. And raise me up to a world living, oh, safe from the storm, in the shelter of your shadow. This week's Torah portion begins with these words. Adonai spoke to Moses, Acharemot, after the death of Aaron's two sons. And at first glance, nothing seems out of the ordinary. However, when we think about it, it is truly exceedingly strange that Torah points out here that God is speaking to Moses after the deaths of Aaron's two sons. After all, Aaron's sons, Nadav and Avihu, died in chapter 10. This is chapter 16. We know that it is after their deaths. That story took place weeks ago. We read about it in some detail at the time. And since then, we've received laws about kashruts, about skin diseases, about mildew and mold on houses and many other things. So why return us to that moment in time here and now, especially when it seems to be done in passing? We do not dwell on their deaths here in this Parsha. We move on right away, straight into the laws of atonement for Yom Kippur. One response to this question is that Torah is speaking to our lived experiences. All of our lives are marked by befores and afters. There are events that are so deeply tragic and traumatic that the only way to describe every other moment is as before or after. And surely the deaths of Nadav and Avihu are such a moment for Aaron, his wife Elisheva, and their remaining children. For their family, that event from chapter 10 infuses and informs everything that goes forward. And if we live long enough, these earth-shattering and foundation-shaking moments come for us. They are inescapable. After losing the job, after the diagnosis, after the abuse began, after the addiction started, after my beloved, or my sibling, or my parents, or my child died. We all carry our befores and our afters. And it is true for our communal lives as well. There was Central Synagogue before and after the fire. There was Judaism before and after the Holocaust. There is America before and after 9-11. And while it is remarkable, I think, truly incredible, that Torah gives us language 
to describe the way that certain events bifurcate our lives into the world of before and the world of after, I think Torah is actually doing much more than that here, if we take the time to notice. Yes, it has been six chapters since Aaron's sons died. And since then, God has spoken to Moses and Aaron many times. So why does Torah suddenly and seemingly out of the blue remind us that these laws are given after the deaths of Aaron's sons? What makes these laws different from all of the other laws that were given following the deaths of Nadav and Avihu? To most of the nation, nothing. But to this one family, everything. To one family, these rules are not simply about atonement in the temple. They are, in fact, a gnawing reminder of the traumatic loss that is anything but behind them. Because you see, the commandments of Yom Kippur center around the high priest and his family. Nadav and Avihu, as Aaron's sons, would have been part of these rituals. As the sons of the high priest, they would have led the people in performing them one day. That would have been the natural course of things. And while the text doesn't tell us, we can assume that for Aaron and Elisheva and the rest of their family, receiving these commandments must have renewed their loss. Here was yet another reminder that their sons, their brothers were dead. Here was the demand for yet another ritual that will be suffused with the dashed hopes that these parents held for their children. Another ritual where a younger sibling is forced to assume the place of their dead older brother. In this case, to literally wear their clothes. As Moses wrotely recited these commandments, we can intuit, if we pay attention, that Aaron, Elisheva, and their remaining children must be breaking apart inside. But the Israelites didn't realize it. Moses doesn't even realize it. And certainly we who read the story generations later are hard-pressed to intuit it, because all of our care, our focus, is naturally drawn to the strange and mysterious rituals that involve goats and the casting of lots and the wonderful question as we try to imagine what fresh linen garments look like after a full day of ritual atonement and sacrifices. In the face of all of that, who really could have the wherewithal to think of Aaron's familial response? Because it is easy to overlook unapparent pain. It was easy to overlook the unapparent pain Aaron's family endures as these laws are given. And so the Torah reminds us and forces us to recall their plight by using those words, acharemot. They're telling us, Torah, is that to ignore this unapparent pain is a moral failure. By adding these two words of warning, it is as if Torah is saying, as important as it is for you to follow these laws of Yom Kippur, it is as important 
that you attend to the needs of this family who is suffering right now in silence. Torah, in fact, indicts us all with these words. It's as if Torah is saying to us, someone should have gone in that moment to Aaron and Elisheva and to their boys and said, hey, I want to check in with you. How are you doing as you hear these laws? I can't help but think of Nadav and Avihu. I'm here if you want to scream or talk or sit or cry. But there is no such scene in the Torah. It doesn't occur. And that is a communal failure. With two simple words, Torah asks us to notice this failure and to do better. It demands that we remember the moments in the lives of our friends and family that shattered their world into a before and an after, not only in the midst of their immediate pain, but also in the chapters that follow. Because though it may seem like a loss from a long time ago to us, that moment is still likely very near to them. And there will always be events that bring them right back to that loss. And Torah, too, is teaching us that we, who carry unapparent pain, have permission to tell our community when a certain moment prompts our grief. Would that the community had allowed Aaron and Elisheva to feel as though they could have spoken up in that moment, as though they could have interrupted Moses, even God, and said, Achi, brother Moses, Adoni, master of the universe, our hearts are breaking as we think that Nadav and Avihu could have been by our side during this ritual. If they had done that, I do think God would have stopped the enumeration of those laws, stopped revelation itself, to go and comfort that mourning family. And in a way, Torah indicts God, for that scene does not occur either. Our community must feel this to be true, that when we give voice to our pain, when we let others in, this is not a burden. To invite others into our loss is to provide an opportunity for them to be a sustaining presence and a support. Life will inevitably break our world apart into before and after. That is a universal truth. But how we support one another, how we walk together, how we live through our losses, how we share our burdens, and how we turn our hard-won empathy into a blessing, that is the unique work of faith communities. May we rise to the challenge Torah places before us this week to sincerely tend to the unapparent pain that is within us and around us. And I'd always praise your name. Thank you for listening to this edition of Central Synagogue's podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you're in the loop on future episodes. And please follow us on social media or watch our live stream at centralsynagogue.org, our Facebook page, 
or on national cable at the Jewish Broadcasting Service. Thanks again for joining us. Hello, 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 hello.